0: You know, one of the best things about the contracting world and here at EGA Contract University is that we learn from each other. And as part of that, we have Mr. Scott Deming, who's going to continue in his ongoing series of interviewing other contractors to learn their best practices.
1: Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Cracking the Code, the official interview series by Contractor University, powered by EGIA. I'm your host, Scott Deming, with us today from High Efficiency, LLC. Craig Bishop and Julie Lawson. Let's bring the two in right now, folks. How you doing? How are you, Scott? I'm Good, doing. I'm great. How are you? I really. I want you to know that I really appreciate you being here, and uh, thank you so much for your time. Th- thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, look, I read your. I read your bio. I read your story. I went through some of the history, and it's uh, it's quite fascinating. Uh, Everybody seems to have a different story of how they got to where they're at and what inspired them to get started in the first place. Uh, The objective of this program, these, these discussions, is to take successful folks like yourself and to offer some tips and tricks and practices and processes that you feel really helped you uh, to become more successful. So we'd like you to give some of the, uh, contractors out there, any advice you can give them to help them get to that next level. But before we do that, we always like to uh, start it off with a little bit of history about your company. Just give us an idea. If you wouldn't mind, Craig and Julie, where you started, how you started and kind of the, the whole story behind that, if you wouldn't mind.
0: So, so, uh, Scott, we, I started the company, uh, as a DBA, uh, slightly before 2010 realized, um, what I wanted to do in the, um, you know, what was important, um, in, in our business was high efficiency equipment and services. Um, so, you know, we started, I started out there, um, in, in Austerville, uh, went through a divorce and moved to, um, West Yarmouth, uh, with, uh, two employees and um I was running the business uh along for a few years and uh I ended up hiring um Julie and and that was in about 2015 uh she came into my office and I said you know um and I was in a building um that that a HPC a home performance contractor was in at that time and They were feeding, there were 15 jobs up on a board, ready to go. Um, And I was like, wow, look at the, look at the power of uh, this. And um, knew we needed help, hired Julie. And um, the rest has been history a little bit. I mean, we can go into a little more detail.
1: Yeah, we're going to, we're going to definitely go into some more detail. Uh, (laughs) So first of all, um, You know, you, you, Julie's sitting there very humble. Julie comes in, uh, she starts off as your office manager. And now Julie, you're a managing partner. Am I correct? Yeah. Yes. And so, so, you know, your, your company has grown from three to what do you have now? 50 something employees? Yes. Yes. All right. But so more. (laughs) What's that? Always in need of more. Oh I know it always, um, but if you wouldn't mind Craig and Julie wh- you know you talked about you're in this building, and you know it's it's old hat to you, and one of the things that I always talk about in uh when i'm when I'm doing any kind of training is I say get you know get out of your business for a little while and remember that you you're so close to it that it all comes naturally uh the folks that you're speaking with right now don't really understand the story as well as you do, but you said something about an um uh an h p c and you said you know, there was an HPC in there and we said, wow, look at all, they got 15 jobs on the board. Get a little more detail, if you wouldn't mind, on what this, uh, what the HPC is, what they did and how that kind of, you know, influenced you to go even further in an into a different direction with your company.
0: Okay. So uh, an HPC, Home Performance Contractor, um, works. So in Massachusetts, it's the Mass Save, uh program. What they do is the audit the air sealing, weatherization work. And then they look for uh, instant saving measures, efficiency upgrades, windows, um, general construction, because once you're in there as the uh, trusted advisor, um, you know, it's very powerful. So um, they would refer um, an HVAC company or ask the customer to get um, quotes on efficiency upgrades and and work on the home. and we were right there at that time, and we realized it, it was, um, you know, lighting a torch instead of lighting a match, and it was that much fuel uh, on our business. The only problem we uh, ha- hadn't enc- have encountered on the way up was that, um, you know, you got to hold back the reins a little bit, uh, and it can get overwhelming.
1: So, this. Um- HPC, this uh, high performance contractor uh, was giving you work, correct? They were sending you work because you were right there and it, you were like a, you know, a, a standing audience. And so you start getting work from them, but something happened to this. What what happened where this business either went away or they moved and then you became an HPC. Tell that story if you wouldn't mind.
2: So we, uh, first of all, I want to make sure that we understand it's, Home performance contractor. Oh.
1: And what, so. What did, I, what, a, did I, what did I say?
2: You said high. Oh. And it is to make the home oh. as high performing as possible, but it is
1: home performance. Well, contractor. Let, let me explain <laughs> that mix up. You see, if I had these on, I would have read yeah. that. But I'm but I'm trying to look as young and good looking as I possibly can on camera, so I apologize. Okay, home, <laughs>
2: home performance contractor.
1: It's an on, it's, it's an a- honest old man mistake. Okay,
2: yeah. I can appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so um, the home performance contractor actually goes in and assesses, runs a a, a blower door. It, They run all kind of diagnostic tests on the home to figure out its efficiency. So, yeah, it it very easily, quickly falls right into um, needing an HVC company. And there was, we decided at that that point in 2015, the home performance contractor that was here uh, went, out of business. And so Craig and I just looked at each other and said, "Why don't we why don't we do that?
0: Why don't we become one?"
2: So, why don't we become an uh, HBC? And so we had a contract to fill out and um we had to be very persistent because it, it's kind of a tight-knit group and they don't really Want to allow new contractors in, and we just had to really work at pursuing. Um, we emailed consistently and called weekly, if not daily, just to see where our contract was at. And they finally let us in, and um, we had to go to school. We Craig had to take many, many different uh, courses. Uh, to uh, to get the different licenses that we needed to run to qualify us to run this kind con- company,
0: pretty and- much had to give up my nightlife and um, everything. I had to go to building school, you know, to get my contractor supervisor license, which is a pretty lengthy test. Uh, all, yeah. all sorts of the energy stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, um, it was sacrificing of of our time. Um, And we did a lot of work for nothing um, to get to a certain point um, so that we could do this because we saw the value.
1: It's a great story. And it's, it was kind of um, fortuitous. I mean, you were, you were in the right place at the right time, but you took advantage of something. You took advantage of the, of, of them going away. You learned a little bit about the business. You saw the, the advantages of having a business like that. You know, one of the things that I speak about a lot is, in order to be sustainably successful, you know, not not just successful and then in five years you go away. I mean, s- sustainably. You, th- there's a research paper that I always quote. And here's what it says. The most successful companies, the most sustainable companies are the innovative companies. And the reason they are is because they spend 70% of their time and resources, money, people, and so forth on their core business, defending it. So you know what you do as a as high efficiency LLC, heating, cooling, and plumbing. You know what that means and how to defend that and how to kind of keep off the competition. So 70% defending your own core business. 20% of your resources and time must be spent on expanding that business. And a lot of companies don't do that. They just look at what they're doing and they just kind of keep trying to do the same thing and figuring out, you know, how can we get bigger when, when it's really just they're kind of confined to the services and the products that they sell. And then here's the last part, 70% on the core, 20% on expanding that core business, and 10% on completely new innovative ways of doing your business. That means knowing what you know about homeowners, knowing what you know about heating and cooling, knowing what you know about inspecting and and high efficiency and home, home efficiency, what can you do now that completely, literally walks away from your core business, but just goes, look at this new thing now, that now we can use as part of high efficiency LLC. So the reason I bring that up is because you were in a very good position. However, not many people would have looked at that and said, why don't we do that? Other people would have said, "Ah, we just lost a pretty good you know source of of revenue, but I think again as as a way of letting others know you've got you've got to constantly be looking at different ways of running your enterprise. Let me ask you this: when you thought of getting into this this home performance uh contractor business, what was it that made you think this is going to be successful for us this is going to take away did you ever think this is going to actually take away from our core business our existing business it's going to be hard to manage both of them how did you kind of how did you get your head around that and what was the process to make you move forward so
0: to move to move forward and and uh, get get this business going we had to really look at our uh, high efficiencies numbers High efficiency was funding um, the startup of Cape Cod Energy, and we did have um, some initial um, partners, uh, monetary partners, uh, investing partners uh, to try to move this forward. They weren't in our business, and they weren't invested in uh, the high efficiency process and the Cape Cod Energy process. We eventually uh, bought them out, but it it took. So it took about two years and we realized we were going to have to pay somebody, uh, to, to come in, work it and set it up with us that knew the business. And then we had to buy, buy the vehicles, the equipment, um, start to market. Um, so we started marketing through high efficiency and this thing just gradually took off and, and, um, we got in good with, um, the vendors in the area, the lead vendors like Rise Engineering and Clear Result. And um, we've been pressing forward and um, it's kind of making us recession-proof and we're gaining um, great shares in the marketplace. Uh, Our competitors are seeing us everywhere Um, and we don't landlock ourselves. So a lot of companies that are on Cape Cod, they, they don't go over the bridge or they don't want to go to the islands or they don't want to travel to P town and, and they don't want to go to New Bedford um, or up, up going towards Boston. We we don't want to landlock ourselves, so when we market everywhere. Uh, we do um, a lot to keep this company going and get our name brand open.
1: Craig, you you when you you said when you've kind of first started, you 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 thought of other different ways of possibly doing this, but then you decided let's just let's just fund it with high efficiency. When you started marketing the business, did you let people know it was part of high efficiency or did you try to make it look like a completely different enterprise?
0: Uh, We were all in house. We were doing it as a, we were trying to do it in house. Um, There was a lot of other companies out there, uh, like HVAC companies that were petrified of us coming in to do an energy audit for them to move the process forward of the 84 month 0% interest heat loan, and all the things that are great about um, that type of easy sell, um, they were petrified that we would come come and steal. And we, we've we had multiple HVAC companies contact us over the years to do the audits, and we've had no issue. So we have partners out there. So there so was,
1: I'll the, oh, go ahead, Julie.
2: The other piece to this is that we put out a messages, two messages first, to, um neither Craig or I knew anything about an insulation company. So we needed valued educated people in that in that from that field. And we just constantly worked with them, saying, we don't know what you know and we need you, and and brought them, included them in and, and brought them as as part of the, the bigger picture. And the other thing we did. So we had employees that wanted to work with us that were enthusiastic about the goal, that were we're on the same page. And then we also made sure that we communicated with HVAC companies on Cape Cod that we we have enough business. We don't need to steal your your customers. So you use our this company, Cape Cod Energy Solutions. And we promise you high efficiency will not encroach on that at all. Those are your customers. We we will honor that. And we had some, we did, we aligned with a couple of companies. It was.
0: And we sold it as like, what's a hundred percent and nothing is nothing. So if we didn't get anything from them, it wouldn't be worth it. You can kind of understand that process. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Protect well, you know that as you know any any business owner is going to be you know I always say have a healthy dose of paranoia when you're in business. I mean you you've got you've got to understand where the threats are coming from. But you also have to understand when you're dealing with honest people, how that can become a value add for you as well. You know, it's, it's you, you can't always look at everything with skepticism. But I remember, and again, I've, I've said this on other interviews, but I'll say it to you. Uh, before I got into the speaking and the, and the training, I owned a national ad agency for 20 years. And I ran for one of the world's biggest major heating and cooling manufacturers. I ran their distributor and dealer advertising across the country. And the thing that I always always saw was this territorialism, this this kind of fear. Then you know the, the distributors thought the contractor was coming after their dealers and then the dealers you know thought that the distributor was wanted to go directly to the homeowners and and it was just that constant fear that constant you know I'm going to be I'm going to be very secretive about what I do and I think the more people learn that this is just this is a, a network that if you you if you don't take advantage of it and if you don't work collaboratively you will have a hard time growing so I'm glad to see that you made some inroads with some people who said, yeah, absolutely. You know, with the more the merrier. We need people we can count on. We, we, we always need help as well. And it, when it becomes a give and take and a collaborative effort, it becomes a very successful venture. Um, you you recently, uh, and I want to get into a couple of other things be- now that you you kind of went through your history, but you recently uh, redid your mission statement. What what's that all about? Why'd you do that? You know, and what did you go from, and then what is it now? If you don't mind.
0: <laughs> so, so <clears throat> we've done. Uh, we've gone to contractor university. Uh, we've been learning a lot. Uh, in these trainings, and something that was uh, very important to us was ret- retaining employees, customers, and 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 also um, a, a culture, um, something to stand behind. And we've always had um, the upside down pyramid thought process, so we kind of just put it in writing that. You know, management is at the bottom as a support to our people and our customers all the way up, all the way up to the top. And and our people are the most important thing. We value them the most above everything else. We we use training. Um, we're we good to our people. We pay our customers well. We just started a four hundred one k retirement plan that that we do a buy in for a match. Um, I mean, all these things are so important. To also draw people to your business, happy employees, or um, employees that are are set and have a future, and feel that way, um, are great employees, and they're going to talk about the company in in a in a great light, and they're going to want that's going to draw more people to you, and that that's what we're all about. And we also pay for all our all our employees' trainings, everything. You know, so, and if they want to go to school. Yeah.
1: One of the things that a strong brand, an honest, passionate, purposeful culture will do is it will not only attract customers, but it will attract and keep really great people. And I love the fact that you're calling your employees customers. And I want to ask you a question. Who comes first, your outside customers or your internal customers? Internal customers come first. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, you do know, though, you've been in business long enough to realize that many, many, if not most leaders focus on the external customer before anything else. And I I saw Richard Branson, the founder of Virgin, uh, in an interview. And when asked the question, who comes first, he just looked at the interviewer and he said, I can't even believe that you would ask that question. He said, the employees come first. He said, if, I can't, if the employees aren't happy, they're not going to take care of the customer. He said, take care of your employees, keep them happy, and then you'll have happy customers. So this leads me back again. If, can, do you have uh, the ability, do you have your mission statement right in front of you? Would you mind reading it to the group, to the audience? Sure,
0: sure you want me to, I can try.
1: <laughs> oh, you got the I'll same do. problem I
0: do. <laughs> so um, we wrote that, we set, we set this out. We are excited to announce our new vision and mission statements for high efficiency, LLC and Cape Cod energy solutions. This has always been the way the company leadership has has embraced its culture, but without formal words. Many times a company is organized like a pyramid, top down with ownership, leadership, and management at the top and the employees and workers on the bottom. High efficiency and Cape Cod energy, has adopted the opposite approach in which the pyramid is upside down. Ownership supports leadership, which supports management, which supports its employees. The employees are at the top. Or put another way, our people are first. In order to provide the customers with the safest, highest quality products and services, high efficiency, and Cape Cod Energy invests in education and training in their of their technicians, providing them with the newest evolving technologies available this enables our team to offer a wide range of plumbing and hvac weatherization services including options that others in our community can't offer technology in our industry is ever-changing and constantly evolving we are dedicated to being on top of this ever-changing information and technology for the benefit of our team and our customers if our vision aligns with yours, give us a call today. So that's going to be on our website very soon.
1: That's really well written. Uh, Very well done and extremely well thought out. Again, uh, congratulations, kudos for having the uh, the the wherewithal to understand that the employees are your customers. And if you take care of them like customers, and in fact, I'll tell you, here's a little tip. Uh, the way to get your employees to treat each other better is for them to look at every one of their colleagues like customers. Uh, because a lot of times when we look at the, our colleagues, we're just like, hey, you know, I don't have time. Yeah, you do it yourself. I, I I don't, this isn't my job. But if they look at each other the way you look at them, and, and, and if you could talk to them this way, I want you to look at each other like customers so that you treat each other the way you would treat a paying customer. That will create that passionate culture. And when you have, the thing that you have to create is that consistency of of passion and purpose because that creates a consistency of message and the fastest thing that'll kill a brand is inconsistency inconsistent messaging inconsistent customer experience and consistent brand delivery so you started talking about some of your other um you know you said we 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 strive for this we believe in that what are some of the value points i read in your in your uh, bio you've got these value points that you believe set you apart um would you mind talking about those briefly
0: Yeah, sure. Um, So we have we have a a bunch of them. So the one thing that we can do, we look at the house as a system, and in house we can provide the customer with an energy audit, home assessment. We can do a combustion analysis right out of the gate. We can find out how the house breathes if it has um, humidity problems, if it's too tight. Sometimes um, there's dew point issues. a lot, lot of issues in basement crawl spaces uh, out, on, out on the Cape. You know, there's some of the first houses built, Plymouth and Sandwich and in these areas. So what we're looking to do is um, make the house more efficient, tighter, not too tight. Um, and we can provide uh, the customer with, with all of these reports and, and also the work. Um, we we uh, get them to the 84-month 0% interest heat loan. Uh, we fill out all the rebate paperwork for our customers. We do all the paperwork for them and mail it in. Uh, it's it's uh we've dedicated ourselves to doing this for um, since two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. Um, customers love that. A lot of the a lot of our competition will just say, "Hey, here's the information," and throw them a packet and let them figure it out on their own. Where we're dedicating ourselves to. Uh, get this done for these customers a lot of these customers are older they don't have uh, they're not on computers the same way they're not savvy they don't know where to get all the information so we we, we definitely take care of that for them we register the equipment we offer uh, other means of financing uh, if they can't get the eighty four month zero percent interest heat loan. Um, our employees are all factory trained where uh, Mitsubishi elite diamond dealers it's the highest um, the highest honor uh, that, that you, you know um, that you can get as a company. And in 2019 we were the dealer of the year with one of our suppliers uh, in the Northeast. Um, other than other, all of the other things are we do extended warranties and sh- insurance. Um, we, we schedule a preventive maintenance after the install. So once we do the install, we schedule a preventive maintenance within the year because we want to go do a checkup on the system. Um, these are just a few of the things that, you know, and that and that's free, to get charge.
1: You know the the just the simple the 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 simple one filling out the the warranty information. Is that what it was? The warranty?
2: The it's a rebate. Rebate. Pen. The
1: rebate. The rebate information.
2: And if but, you can think about leaving a store and they go, oh yeah, <clears throat> this pen, you know, it should have cost you it. It's gonna cost you twenty dollars after you take this form and this form, and there's so much to it, and then they get it bounced back and <clears throat> so yeah, I don't, it's not
1: I think I really, might ha- I think I may have in my twenties filled out a rebate thing and sent it in. And it was probably the last time. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what the rebate is, I just won't do it because I don't want to be bothered. And and, and the fact that you're doing it for them, what an what a wonderful thing. Um you're you really have a, a unique story and again your competitive advantage here is the fact that you have the the Cape Cod uh you know the 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 home forget it forgive me what home 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 performance
2: contract home performance kind
1: con- yes yes again <laughs> let's see let's see I need glasses I need a memory um but the the home performance contractor side of this really does give you an advantage and I want everybody watching us to understand that this is what I'm talking about about looking at your business and figuring out ways to expand on your core business to even add something completely unrelated to heating and cooling, but something that you can use your current staff resources, knowledge, equipment, mailing lists, whatever it is. So the one thing that I took away from our conversation and from reading your your background information is you're courageous, you took a leap, but you were also innovative enough to to be able to have the the foresight to say this is gonna this is gonna really help our our core business. Um, agreed. I mean, I just I'm I'm very impressed by that. Thank you. Uh, so, anything that you want to offer as a closing kind of statement, closing comments? Again, any any input or tips or tricks that you can offer to anybody that, you know, this, this one, two, three things, these things helped me, helped us to become the the success we are and where we are today. Anything that you could kind of close this thing out with?
0: I mean, if I could say anything, um, without great people, without an open mind and without, um, opening up your vulnerability, in in business you can get nowhere um when Julie and i started working together there was other people involved and i i wouldn't let myself um be vulnerable and that held us back and she actually talked me in into um talking to some people about that and from that point we've taken off and without great people, without, um, opening your, your heart, your mind and allowing yourself to be vulnerable. If you don't do those things and if you, um, point a finger at anybody then but yourself, then you shouldn't be in business and you, you won't make that, those extra steps. Um, and that's what I can say. And I don't know. if
2: I I could add to that (coughs) in that as we have, Gone along and hired, you know, from three to now almost fifty. One of the questions that we've tossed back and forth is, you know, what what is the long term goal of the company? Do we do we want to be here beyond Craig and I? And the answer is yes. We've created an environment, a work environment that has attracted people to us, and so we need to set up systems that will keep the company going long beyond us. So it is for everybody. Um, So that's, that's Simon Sinek says uh, infinite game versus finite game. And we're, we're in it for the, the long run. And, and so it means that there's no end in sight. There is just keep going forward. And, we really have attracted quite a few employees because we have the mentality that we
1: have absolute quality people. Yeah. Well, so here's the, uh, but here's the real, um, the real secret. You obviously have a very passionate culture. You have a culture where you have a lot of buy-in and culture starts at the top and there's a difference i'm i'm actually right in the middle of writing a script i do a month i do monthly leadership training for uh, another client so starts at the
0: bottom over here it we at the bottom over here it starts, <laughs> here. So it <laughs>
1: yeah. starts right at the bottom yeah, thank you thank you i won't take any of your material um but i uh but anyway i'm so part, part of it's live part of it's uh, you know pre-recorded and i'm i'm writing a script and the, this month's script for june is a boss versus the difference between a boss and an effective leader. There's a big difference between a boss and a leader. And a lot of folks, they have a hard time creating that culture, attracting and keeping good people because they just don't have those leadership skills. So you obviously, and very apparently have really tremendous leadership skills, but I'm gonna tell you the other part of this. And I've only been speaking with you for about 30 minutes and and I know this, you're good people. Otherwise, other contractors wouldn't trust you and want to work with you. You wouldn't be able to attract and keep the greatest people and grow the business to the level you've grown it. So I really do mean that from the bottom of my heart. You're, you're good business people, you're great leaders, but you're just good people. And that is uh, why you're being rewarded so richly. So congratulations on your success.
2: Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Scott. Um, unless you got anything else, I'm going to close this out. Are you, you good or you want to add anything else?
0: we're absolutely, I think, I think we're done. Yeah. And, and um, one thing that I, that I, one, one thing that's amazing is um, I love coming to work every day. I love coming to work with Julie every day and everybody in this building. And um, I love going home at the end of the day, but I've never wanted to come into work and been so happy coming to work to work with such great people.
1: That's awesome. I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm a very lucky person. Yes, yeah. you you certainly are. You both are, because not everybody can, in fact, not a lot of people can say I love coming to work. Really, yeah. not a lot. And you know the old saying, everybody's heard it. If you love your job, you wouldn't, you'll never work another day in your life. Uh listen, I'm gonna sign us off. Don't go away though, please, because uh I've gotta I gotta come back to you. But uh again, I'm gonna sign us off But thank you so very much for your time. Uh I really did enjoy this conversation. Thanks, you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Well, my friends, that is a wrap. Another episode of Cracking the Code, the official interview series of Contractor University powered by EGIA. Today's conversation was just amazing with uh, these folks from High Efficiency, uh, Mr. Craig Bishop and Julie Lawson, tremendous leaders, tremendous business people, and just really, really, really good people. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Until next time, I'm Scott Deming. Bye-bye.
0: Awesome content right there from Scott, as always. Now, listen, if you like this episode, share it on Facebook. And if you want to unlock more premium training content to take your company to the next level, click the link in the Facebook post for a 30-day free trial. Well, that's it for this week, folks. We'll see you next week. And until then, bye-bye for now.